If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode four of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And we're going to jump right into our weekly profit. Woo! So some super exciting news out of Pottermore. And anybody who is maybe a fan of The Cursed Child? Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> um, almost. I mean, not almost, but <laughs> a lot of the original cast from the West End in London are coming to Broadway. And I am so stoked. I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I was actually really upset that I wouldn't get to see Numa. Is that her first, Numa as Hermione? I think that that's her first name. She signed on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was I was upset that I probably wasn't going to get to see her as Hermione, but now it's confirmed that I will get to. We all will if we go to New York. And I when not we go if, to New York when when I we go to New York. <laughs> so um, just for a little bit more detail on that, seven actors from the original West End Company will be reprising the roles they originated on stage in the UK. Jamie Parker will be Harry Noma. I'm. Dumaswenny, I think that's how you say her last name. Sorry. Returns is Hermione. Paul Thornley is Ron. Poppy Miller is Ginny. Sam Clement is Albus. Alex Price is Draco, and Anthony Boyle is Scorpius. So all of those main characters basically are yeah. coming back, which I'm super excited about. Can we just say it's seven actors that are returning? How oh. magical is that? <laughs> magical number seven. 
I am also super stoked to see if they win any Tony Awards. That, yeah, definitely. Because they won 22 awards, 22 major awards over in London, including all of those Olivier Awards that they won, which oh, was like Lawrence nine. Olivier. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those are very prestigious awards. They are. I mean, it's the UK's equivalent of the Tonys. Well, so. and everybody who says that they've seen the show and then, you know, reading the it's screenplay the it's 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 very much an amazing experience mm-hmm. um that they had a at the west experience. end yeah. and i'm okay with a two-parter oh, like yeah. um so you know coming to broadway you know that they're gonna do it up they're probably gonna you know put their own little kind of tweak and stuff on the effects and the sets and stuff or whatever but um I am, having said this, I am not a fan of the Cursed Child story. I can appreciate it for what it is. Um, but I, I am really stoked to see it on, on Broadway. Um, I'm super excited to see Anthony Boyle come back as Scorpius because yeah. I, I can't, oh, maybe it's not, Anth- I can't remember if it's Sam Clement who plays Albus or if it's Anthony. I think it might be Sam, but one of them is the Scorpius shipper. Uh, oh, Scorpius shit. and Albus. I, t- I totally <laughs> am. I have well. not even heard of that. Oh, I guess really? I'm. Oh, I try to distance myself oh. from cursed. <laughs> Is that bad? I, I no. like Scorpius and Rose together. No, that's Fine. all. <laughs> well, in no. the fandom, you can create whatever you want. That's this the beauty true. of There's it. There's a lot of fan fiction on all of those subjects, including cursed. <laughs> it's its own fanfic. Yeah. Just kidding. Megan said, "Yeah, or, that's confirmation." Yeah. <laughs> So that's okay. um, So yeah, I'm excited though. I can't. I think. I think it might be Sam, but one of them is a semi Scorbus shipper, and um, I'm excited to see that because not only is that really the first venture, it kind of gave I think some of the Potter fandom hope that there would be more of an LGBT role in some type of story. and, you know, it's not really confirmed, obviously, because Rose likes Scorpius. But our next Scorpius chance after Rose. this, our next chance after this is Fantastic Beasts seeing yep. Dumbledore. So, yeah, we should be able to I'm see so that, excited that for relationship. That. Oh, me Especially because I love the actors, which is a little controversial, yeah. but. Well, hmm. So. Peppers <clears throat> and opinions. Peppers <laughs> and opinions. <laughs> we all have our peppers and opinions. <laughs> So, yeah, that is the weekly profit. But then to add on to that, don't forget to give us a review on iTunes and to subscribe because it can help us get on new and noteworthy. And then let us know on Facebook so that we can send you a swish and flick button, which you have until September 1st to do. You want a swish and flick Yes, button. they're cute. They're purple. They're adorbs. <laughs> They're purple. I, I want another a magical one. Number or a magical number. Purple color. Number. <laughs> I was one, supposed two, three, to. I was purple. supposed to bring some, and I forgot. Yeah, so. that's okay. We're getting koozies. Woo woo woo. We I are think we're going to be seeing a lot of each other, so you guys will get buttons. That's true. This is true. That's true. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into highlights from chapters two and three from the previous episode. Yes. So last episode, we discussed the Dursleys and their never changing household, Dudley's birthday and how he's a complete spoiled Brit. Uh, A little bit about Mrs. Fig, some of Harry's juvenile magic, the zoo and our very first encounter with Parseltongue. Uh, We did a comparison of Harry and Dudley. We had our very first exposure to Hogwarts because of Harry's letter 
Dudley had the worst day of his life. <laughs> uh, Vernon went just a little bit insane trying to escape all those letters, and we finally ended on the hut on the rock, and it ended with a boom. Boom. Who's at the duel? <laughs> Who's coming to dinner? Okay, so chapter four, The Keeper of the Keys. <clears throat> the door is smashed. Ooh, I- <laughs> Sarah, you have chocolate on your face. Do I really? Yeah, from lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Pounding down brownies like it ain't no thing. <laughs> the door to the hut is smashed right off its hinges, and Harry sees a giant of a man standing in the doorway. The strange man comes inside the hut, starts to make a cup of tea, and tells Harry he hasn't seen him since he was a baby. Vernon demands he leaves, and the man tells him to basically shut it. He wishes <laughs> Harry a happy birthday and gives him a cake from inside his massive coat and introduces himself as Rubius Hagrid, the keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. <laughs> Harry doesn't know what he's talking about, and Hagrid is mad that the Dursleys never told Harry that he's a wizard and how his parents went to Hogwarts, the wizarding school, and how Harry will go there now, too. Vernon tries to get Hagrid to stop telling Harry about it, but he but he gives Harry his Hogwarts letter and he sends a quick owl to Dumbledore, Dumbledore that he gave Harry his letter and will take him school supply shopping the next day. He tells Harry how his parents actually died by Voldemort Swant and not in a car crash as his aunt and uncle have always told him. It ends with Vernon insulting Dumbledore and Hagrid hexing a pigtail on Dudley. Dudley as a literal pig. <laughs> Oh, man. So Hagrid coming into the hut right off the bat, Rowling describes him as a giant. I mean, and then later on, we learn that he is a half giant. But um, can you imagine being hairy? And Hagrid is a scary looking guy. I mean, obviously, we know now that he's like just the nicest guy, fluffiest kind of man. But if I was hairy, I would be terrified seeing Hagrid just coming into this hut, especially with the storm. and It's a scary, scary setting, if you it think is, about it. It is. It's kind of a scary setting. Harry so. doesn't seem too scared, though, really. I know, which is like, <laughs> I don't know. It's I, just kind of strange. Maybe he's just like, this is better than being at my own house in a cupboard under Honestly, the stairs. Honestly, maybe. This is yeah. exciting. Yeah. 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 I think or maybe that, he doesn't care because it's his birthday, almost. I think mm-hmm. that speaks a lot about Harry, too, which I think I wanted to mention later, but I think it just proves how magical he is because... He just accepts these things, these strange yeah. things that happen. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's a little a little taken aback, but okay, it's a giant. Oh, Making I'm a, tea, whatever. Yeah, and I'm on top of a roof, or my hair right, grew right, back, right. and <laughs> my clothes shrink. These things just <laughs> happen to me. Yeah. And he's, oh, man, I don't know. He's lucky those things happen to him. <laughs> I want to be magical. <laughs> we are magical, Tiffany. You're right. You're right. So Hagrid comes in, he rips this door off, and then uh, he politely replaces the door, which I thought was funny because he's just a, that, a caring guy. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say, reading the little summary, I was like, in my head, can hear Hagrid saying, yeah. like, oh, you know, yeah. well, you know about Hogwarts. Yeah, because so much of the, the, you know, the dialogue is directly in, in the first movie. I the love that. The first movie does such a good job at, like, literally word for word dialogue. It does. It's it does. Awesome. Well, I haven't seen you since you were a baby, Harry. <laughs> What does he say? You're a bit more We're long. That's particularly not in the particularly book. around the middle. What? That's not in the book. I know, but I like oh. in the movie. Yeah, it's a good add-in. I, it I, is. I'm not. I'm not Harry. <laughs> well, oh, of I course am. you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two and a half hours later, they've finished quoting the movie. We can get back to the episode. 
But um, I was just wanted to look a little more um, on Pottermore about um, giants. And it says directly from there, they are violent in nature, known to remove heads when angered. Yeah. Which, wow. I That's mean... Intense. We find out later on, you know, with Hagrid's story about going in and talking to the giants, you know, how brutal they really are. And not just removing heads of, yeah. like, other humans, but of, of other of, giants. Of their own, yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm really glad that we don't see that in Hagrid. Yeah, he's very much a gentle giant. He definitely takes more from the human side of his Mm -hmm. background than the giant. Yes. Yeah. Could it it be that um, his mother left? So being raised raised by his father probably Mm -hmm. had a big big, uh, impact on that. We know. Giants also reside in the mountains. And then... uh, in the mountains. I mean, if you think about it, they did. Like, he's always. kind of like a mountain man. He's a mountain yeah, man. He's, yeah, but I don't very much think off the land. You know, they always did. It was more so whenever they were pushed they there. Pushed. Yeah, they were forced to go live there. I wonder where they they're not really that. meant to live in groups, but again, they were forced to, which right. is why they kind of turn on each other. Yeah, yeah. So. They have a violent nature. That's why. They well, it's very sad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So the first thing that uh, Hagrid does is asks for a cup of tea. A cup of tea. He's just so British. I love it. And then um, I also wrote down here that Hagrid's um, the first person to tell Harry that he has his mother's eyes and that he looks like his dad. First person in a long line of people that say that. Yes, seriously. (laughs) But I just thought that that was that was really. But he had no clue. Until that moment, you know, that's, that's probably what yeah. he's known for after, you know, defeating Voldemort. Oh, he looks right. like his dad, but with his mother's eyes. Right. Yeah. It's probably the first time anyone's ever given him a clue of what his parents look yeah. like. Or yeah. even ha- given him an opportunity to, like, talk and discuss. Mm-hmm. Or draw any sort yeah. of mental like, image I wonder, of yeah. Them, you know? yeah, I was just going to say, I wonder what his mental vision of them are, because... He all he knows is that Lily is Petunia's sister. Yeah. So does they don't he look alike. envision her as a blonde like Petunia? Yeah. Mm, or I think, you know, like yeah. he has no clue. So. I think he only really finds out when he hits the mirror. Yeah. And then he gets to continue that with the photo album. I wonder, like you said, if because he knows it's his mother's sister, if he like imagines like, oh, do they look like sisters? Do they look alike? Or maybe he's thinking, I can't stand my aunt Petunia, so hopefully she looks nothing like her. Yeah. Interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, I would be thinking that. Yeah, I would be hoping, like hoping, like yeah. I hope she's nothing, like was nothing like her and didn't look like her. And I don't just, want my mom to look like a horse. <laughs> no, really, it's so it's kind of crazy how different they are. But yeah. I don't know. Um, and then he uh, wishes Harry a happy birthday. And then I asked the question: Is Hagrid the first person to ever do this? And I kind of figured that he is. Probably. Unless maybe, oh no, I was going to say unless maybe a teacher did, but his birthday's in the summer, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, they have different yeah. schools, like their schooling is different than ours, time-wise. Right, but he he would have always they, been off in July, I think. I think that's when summer holidays start. It could be Because lying. I know, like, if you, if you look at, um, just looking at remembering Gobbled of Fire, the last, the last, um... Long awkward silence. What is Megan thinking? <laughs> what is Megan trying to say? The last, um, you know, <laughs> summer break. No, I don't know what you're saying. You know, like he goes into the maze. What is that? 
The task? Yeah, the last task. <laughs> task. But <laughs> the last <laughs> task takes place on June 29th, so that's very late. Yeah, because they, I'm telling you, Britain has a whole, they don't go I to know, school. I was just, but I you was have to figure idea. when Dudley's going to Smeltings, he's leaving around the same time that Harry's leaving. I understand so he, that, but I mean, I agree. I'm just saying that their summer holidays are different than ours. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, are, we, our school system is based on um, farming, and theirs is not. We all agree with you. Noted. Continuing. Also, I bet you that was his first birthday cake he ever got. Mm-hmm. For sure. And can we point out that in the book, Hagrid's not dumb and can spell happy birthday Hagrid. Yeah, yes. I don't like the movieism of that. I just don't, like, come on, Don't guys. be knocking on my Hagrid. <sighs> Sarah's very defensive. Well, it's, but I, I agree. Know. You shouldn't dumb down characters. Like, they dumbed down Ron so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they did. It's kind of so crazy. Because Ron's the one that really leads them into all these, um things about the wizarding world that Harry and Hermione yeah. don't know because they grew up in the muggle world and then they but make the Hermione, movies, Hermione do it. Hermione miraculously knows everything. Like, and well, Hermione's and great smart. and she's yeah. knowledgeable, obviously, because she's Hermione, but like... She's book smart. You didn't have to like... You didn't have to like dumb down Ron. Like, right. He, he became he, his comic relief, which yeah, is Yeah, and it makes me sad. Which also is what he turns into in Cursed yes, Child. Yes, I was just about to say that. They made him like a nitwit. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Like the weird uncle. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Really, yeah. Truthfully. Um, so this is going to be <laughs> a fun segment of mine. What's in Hagrid's pockets? Part one. So <laughs> when we meet Hagrid, he he has these things in his pockets that we know about this far. Ha- uh, Harry's birthday cake, a copper kettle, sausages, a poker, a teapot, several chipped mugs, an amber liquid. And so... I was like speculating as to what this amber liquid would be. And so I asked my husband and he goes, it's probably whiskey. And I thought, well, in the fire, in the wizarding world, it could be fire whiskey. And then, um, I said, or it would be mead. Cause he always talks about mead, have, mm-hmm. wanting mulled mead. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I and mead question. is yummy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever had it. That's good. I think it, I have. Is, had it, is fire whiskey the only whiskey they drink? I think I was the only whiskey know. that I, I just, know about. I'm sure not. I'm sure I think it's so just much. kind of like um, an option that they have. Yeah. yeah. I want to see Hagrid drink some giggle water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That yeah. would be amazing. So uh, next I want to talk about how clueless Harry is in this part of the book. Because yes. I think it's kind of funny. I'm not funny, but sad I guess in a way because he doesn't know necessarily that he's clueless but the Dursleys have made him that way mm-hmm. um, so Hagrid expects him to know everything regarding Hogwarts and even his parents so why is Hagrid naive? like is is Hagrid naive to think that the Dursleys would have told him about that like why didn't Dumbledore I'm sure Dumbledore knew to a point that Harry knew nothing so why wouldn't he have warned Hagrid like he's not going to know um, and not only that, but even with Hagrid there, the Dursleys are forbidding him to tell information to Harry. Like, what What on earth are they so scared of? At this point, they already, like, know what's happening, I would think, you know? So does this go all the way back to Petunia's jealousy? I, I don't know. I mean, and, and Hagrid states that Dumbledore said that he might have a little trouble getting him. That's true. So but. I don't know, like, I, I think, think he, he, I think he is naive yeah. to, to kind of thing, but he also probably has no idea the dynamic. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't think Dumbledore divulged any information. If he knew exactly how the Dursleys were treating Harry, um, he certainly did not tell Hagrid. Yeah. I don't know. I think that... <clears throat> how could they know that they would... I would assume, if I, if I was in that situation as, like, a Dumbledore or a Hagrid, well, they must have told him something. Like, how could they, like... How could they explain how his parents died or, like, you know... That weird yeah. things, weird things happening. are happening. Like you would they, think that like they might not divulge everything that might, but they might be like, I don't know. But at the same time, that could be very hopeful because they don't like like magic at all. And Dumbledore knew that I'm sure because of everything that happened, or at least McGonagall had to have known. Because if we talked about her and Lily being her and Lily being close, that she must have known. Yeah, it, it makes me think that. Um, now that I'm thinking even more about it, like somebody had to have been like keeping tabs on Harry and what was going on yeah. because he survived. And don't you think that they would have been worried that maybe some of these death eaters that hadn't been put into Azkaban would come and try and finish what Voldemort had tried to do. And I'm sure if Bellatrix was out, I mean, she begged Voldemort so many times to just finish him off herself. Um, so like somebody had to have known, I don't know. But at the same time, there's that whole protection of lilies that's there that I, that I think even some of the death eaters might not understand or expect. Um, so even if they were thinking about going to finish Harry off for whatever reason, they never would have been able to get close enough because of the protection. So mm-hmm. maybe they tried. Who knows? They well, could have tried multiple times, but... Yeah, but they wouldn't have work. been able to succeed anyway because of the right. the prophecy. Because if you think about, like, looking back at Deathly Hollows, whenever the chapter that is um, the, the seven Harrys, mm-hmm. uh, once they get past a certain point, they immediately become visible. But... Before that, it's like they're invisible, basically. So do you think, mm. going back to our other episode, do you think that this Lily's love charm kept visitors away? But if Yeah, that's a good point. They couldn't find the him. Thing. And the only time Mr. Diggle was able to bow to him was when Harry was outside of that zone. Mm-hmm. But what makes the zone? Because if it's the house, then why does it matter if the Dursleys are there or not? I think it's... But if it's Petunia, she was gone by the time that they... The whole seven powder, because they... They left. Right, but he was... That so it's a place he could call home. Right, it was a place he could call home. So it so, was the house, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. So it was... Um, I guess... I don't know. I guess at that point, maybe there were more protections even than just the whole bloodline thing with Lily. Yeah, I think because uh, Moody did that. Yeah, yeah. so they, they had a little R. bit R. more Moody. potentially, but yeah, it's a thought. And a good one. And a good one. So we finally get to the point with the famous quote, Harry, you're a wizard. (laughs) Harry finally finds out the truth about himself, and he finally gets to open his letter. Just, like, imagine how he would feel. I I don't even know how I would feel reading that I get to go to this amazing place after I've lived in a cupboard my entire life. Oh, my gosh. First, someone mysterious writes to him. No one's ever tried to contact him, and then... Mr. Dursley tries to squash every possibility for him to find out who wrote it. And this giant comes bursting into the hut in the middle of nowhere and personally delivers him a letter. And the first thing that Harry thinks to say is, 
what does it mean they await my owl? So like I was saying before, it just proves that Harry is so obviously magical. Like, yes, he has questions. It even says questions exploded in his head like fireworks. Mm -hmm. But he isn't really, like, blown away about it. He kind of just accepts weird things and just rolls with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think he's just so eager. Like, anything is better than his situation. And so when I think Hagrid comes up here and says all this to him, he's just, like, greedily taking it all in because it's just... It's an amazing to be true, right? It's an amazing opportunity for him. Poor guy. We also had a question too about as soon as Hagrid talks to Harry, he sends a quick note to Dumbledore saying, "Hey, I got Harry. I gave him his letter, and he takes this owl and he just throws him out into the storm." (laughs) (laughs) Do owls have a magical protection when they're delivering letters? Like, would he just automatically be able to fly through this horrific storm? Yeah, because he's on a mission, or I, I, don't th- know. I think they definitely do, and to a point, I think. And they I do. think that now that I'm just like thinking of your question, like, are there magical owls and are there Muggle owls? I want to say Maybe. yes. I want to say yes as well. But also, they can't survive the killing curse. Well, not only that, but I was also <laughs> that was low. <laughs> I was also I was also going to say if you think back to like how mail can get intercepted, yeah, there's there's some protection, but at the same time, it clearly can be intercepted and read. Um, so maybe it's just weather then. Yeah, you know, kind of like how Hermione puts that curse—not not a curse puts a charm on Harry's glasses before the Quidditch game so they repel water. You're right. So there could just be some of those types of protections on them, not necessarily like, oh, we will get from point A to point B. No, yeah. No problem. Yeah. I think you're you're right. I like that. I think there definitely are magical animals, though, because in Prisoner of Azkaban, when uh, Ron takes Scabbers to the magical menagerie, there's magical rats. And the lady's talking to him and says, (laughs) well... Yeah. He's not a rat. Not a rat. I mean, he is a rat. Let's be honest. Wow. But she asks him, like, are you sure this is a magical rat or just a common garden rat? So You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Good example. So, all right. Well, I I think that answers our questions about owls for sure. Yeah. Oh, also, let's remember, green ink on the letter. Green ink. Purple seal on that letter. Yes. And later on, there's actually violet light from Hagrid's wand. Are there any other instances within the series of violet light? I don't know. I don't know because Harry's light, whenever he casts Expelliarmus with Voldemort, is red. Red. So, yeah, I was trying to think. It's just like crazy, like violet. Yeah. Violet. You're turning violet. Oh, well, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out on that. Yeah. Or and like yeah. Well, Hufflepuffs yeah. are particularly good finders, They're, so I will so find Katie, all the colors. Katie is <laughs> Katie's going to find that for us. <laughs> all right. So Petunia goes on a rant after um, Hagrid comes in and is like, "I can't believe you didn't tell tell them." Tell them. Tell a Harry. car crash. Yeah. And so she she <laughs> says, of course, like how home guy can't talk. She goes on a rant about how, of course, she knew that Harry would be a wizard, knowing what his mother and father were. She recounts how Lily got her letter and disappeared to that school. And she came the back. best school. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she came back carrying strange things, turning teacups into rats. And how... Um, 
going back to our previous episode about how she was jealous and her jealousy mm-hmm. is not only can she do all these amazing things, but her parents were so proud of Lily and how she was magical and she went did all these things and yes. Do you think that rules changed at Hogwarts? Because they say that like Petunia saw Lily turn teacups into rats and stuff. Like, why would she be able to do that at home? Do you mean Hogwarts or do you mean within the ministry and underage wizards? I guess either. I think when it's within the immediate family. Um, so underage wizards a- are not allowed to do magic. Right. Like, even Ron can't do magic when he's home, even though he lives in a wizard house. Well, maybe it's because she was a or, muggle and this was before the letters came. And so it's before knowledge of the law because her parents clearly can't enforce a law that they don't know about a world that they have no idea about. But it's it it no, after she went to Hogwarts. Oh, I'm sorry. She'd come home. Yeah. She'd come home and she disappeared to school and then came back she doing would bring that. Home, like, maybe. So that's why I wonder oh. if maybe the rules changed at some point Probably. from It's a good thought. One generation to the next or something. Or maybe Lily, Lily would just talk about doing that and Petunia's just over-exaggerating. No, maybe. I think it literally No, I says. think... No, I think... Yeah, Hold I think on. they watch... Well... I mean, laws can change. So yeah. maybe they had it back in... What would this be? The 70s? This is what it says. It says... 70s, 70s or yeah. 60s? Late yeah. 60s, early 70s? Maybe they had that law that... You know that kids could do this outside of school, which I don't know why they no, wouldn't think, be able to. I think it would be. When was Harry's born? What year was? And then, born? then maybe they put a law into place saying that kids couldn't. By the time you know, Harry this is, was. This is going. what it says in the book. It says, "Oh, she got a letter and like that disappeared off to that that school and came home every vacation with her pockets full of frog spawn and turning teacups into rats." She hmm. calls her a freak. So I'm thinking that there was no law in place, and then I'm thinking that a law was created. Maybe something happened that made them change it. It's a really good thought, though. Never no, thought yeah. About that. So maybe some kind of accident happened, or or something. plot hole, or yeah. a major plot hole. <laughs> J.K. Rowling doesn't have very many of those. Though. That's true. She doesn't, but queen. you know. And I'm looking on Pottermore, and I typed in underage wizardry, but nothing's coming up. So, dear Joe. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dear Jane. Because you're listening. Like, Same thing. <laughs> so I said um, how she was jealous of Lily. Not only could she do magic, but her parents loved to talk about her and how she was a witch. She also said nasty things um, about James, calls him abnormal. And she blames them for getting blown up. Mm-hmm. So this blown is the first up. time um, Harry finds out how his parents actually died. Kind of. What do you mean, kind of? Well, she just says blown up. So I mean, he doesn't really know right now. Got landed with you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Petunia's life probably went completely different from what she thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Growing yeah. up with this sister, you're probably thinking. We're going to get married around the same time and raise our kids together. And they were close before all of they this were. stuff happened. They were. And, you know, before, like, Snape came into the picture. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Lily finds out um, she's a witch and she discovers a whole new life in the wizarding world. And so she probably feels so left behind. Yeah. And that, you know, my sister can do all these amazing things and I'm just normal. Like, because if I think about, like, because I have a sister and I think if she, if she were to be going to Hogwarts and doing all that stuff, I would be bananas jealous. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> uh, 
So I get it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I mean, I can't imagine. And I, you know, going back to talking about how Snape takes his anger of James and his hatred of James out on Harry. Petunia's probably doing the same thing. She doesn't like Harry because it reminds her of all the things that, you know, should have happened. Like, I should have had... My my sister shouldn't have been a witch and we should have raised our kids together. Instead, she was a freak and he was abnormal and I'm landed with this kid that's going to be just as weird. Yeah. And remind me of all the things that he's probably going to get a letter to and I'm going to have to deal with it all over again. Yeah. Um, and so Harry has been told his whole life that his parents died in a car crash only to find out in this chapter they were actually killed by an evil wizard, a.k.a. Voldemort. Mm-hmm. This is the first time Harry's hearing anything real about his parents, if you think about it, because they've only, he's only ever heard that they died in a car crash and he was not allowed to talk about it at all. Um, he wasn't allowed to bring them up. And this is the first time he really hears about Voldemort and actually how he got his scar. And he knows that um, the Dursleys are horrible, but, like, how does he feel finding out that his entire life has been a lie? They've lied to him for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, like, he never knew his parents were wizards or how, like, his parents died. Like, I wonder, I don't know. That's, like, that's a lot of information to find out in a very short period of time. Well, Especially yeah. at age 11. Yeah. Yes. Think about yourself at 11. I mean, and then what is hearing that, like, sixth grade, right? Fifth or sixth yeah. grade. Yeah, sixth grade. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I think about it. He has a rough life anyways. Like, his parents are dead. You're right. His family life is horrible because the Dursleys are the worst people ever. Mm-hmm. And now he finds out that literally he they they don't even care enough to tell him the truth. Yeah. Yeah, but... It's just sad. If they, yeah, yeah, they're probably thinking, like, if they did even tell him anything remotely close to the truth, like, can you imagine how much more... Like, he would ask questions or want to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? withhold that? I mean, they're just not nice people. But no. Is it really that much of an inconvenience for you to tell well, they your nephew yeah. how his parents died? They can't be bothered with him I mean, all. really, yeah. he, they could have just been like, he was, they oh, were they murdered. were killed by... Yeah. yeah. Instead of dying in a car crash. Yeah. Because then he's going to be... Then he's going to ask questions about, well, who would kill oh, them? Yeah. Why would kill them? They probably just wanted to avoid questions at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> Which they is probably, probably didn't want to talk to him at all. So, like, the less we tell you, don't talk to us. We won't talk to you. I agree. So that kind of brings us to um, our first introduction to uh, Voldemort. So I just wanted to kind of refresh everyone's memories on um, Voldemort's first rise to power. So um, Voldemort is formerly known as Tom Riddle, and it is stated that he is the most powerful dark wizard of all time. Like it literally says that on Pottermore. Um, so we can consider Voldemort's first rise to power beginning when he was in school at Hogwarts. I mean, that that to me... That's kind of an opinion of mine because that's where he started um, making his hor- yeah making his horcruxes. So that began um, between 1938 and uh, 1945. I just have a random question sure about thing. Voldemort. It's not super random, sure. But so um, the movie was on yesterday, Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. and in the flashbacks with Slughorn, he's talking about making seven horcruxes, but he didn't know he turned Harry into one. So was you mean he half blood prince? What I call it, Order of the Phoenix, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think he was he was aiming for seven because he wanted a magical number. So was he always going to do seven? Hmm. Maybe, yeah. Well, and we discussed this the one time about how there's not a Gryffindor one. I mean, technically, Harry is the Gryffindor one, but well, I think the, he wanted the sword. I think that we 
maybe, I mean, this is, again, just my speculation, but maybe we'll learn more about that in Fantastic Beasts because this, mm, yeah. it, it falls into that timeline of, because it's supposed to end in, what, 1945 is? Yeah, but I'm not sure if we're, we're going to actually see his We will story. see Hogwarts. And we will. We will, yeah. Really? Actually, in the next one, we will go back to Hogwarts because they're... That's um, going to be in the 20s, though, right? Maybe. We don't really know. We don't know um, because there was rumor going around that the next movie would start like right after the last one ended. And JK debunked that and said, no, we will be jumping ahead a little bit. I'm not going to tell you how much. And we'll be be starting in Paris. But they also um, cast young Dumbledore, young... Oh, who else was it? Young Newt. So it could be going back as far as maybe Newt's schooling. Who's playing Young Grindelwald? Oh, right. And Young Grindelwald. Uh, I don't remember. I just remember Young Dumbledore. Who's playing him? Wait, Jude Law. Jude Law. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was asking. Okay. I was going to ask that. That's a good choice. I love him. Yeah. Maybe we He's could pose a fan question as to if Voldemort hadn't been un- interrupted, aka almost killed, what would his seventh Horcrux have been? I mean, it would have had to have been something seriously intense. I would have right? thought he would. Well, are we? We're not going to answer door. this, right? Are we going to wait for our fans no, to answer? I, I don't know. Or do you want me Whatever to answer? It? I mean, because it would be his we can seventh it, one. Also. Where I think he thought that was like. Well, I think he. You know, he only picked special objects as his Horcruxes. So, I would think that once he was able to take over Hogwarts, um, he was going to do the sword. Thoughts and think if, how like interesting that is. That I agree. Like, I think because he has something from every other house. Yeah. And then that's the one that destroys most of them. Yeah. But he did. Well, later on it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Only after Chamber. But that's cool. But at this point, he, I mean, we're, you know, for instance, already, let's say, book seven. And he still hasn't created a seventh to his knowledge. So at that point, the I wonder if the sword would have even worked as a Horcrux because it was impregnated with Basilisk Venom. I don't think it would have. No. I don't think he would have because whatever's going to kill it was already within the sword. I don't think it would have been able to turn, which would have been really interesting when he was yeah, trying like to turn it. I feel like this is getting kind of deep, and it's probably for a later. <laughs> it's getting yeah. as uh, Sorry, our our friends at Rebel Watch would say, it's getting deep and sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't hear me. <laughs> All right, so um, his rise began um, while he was at Hogwarts between 1938 and 1945. He began um, to gather followers who would, um, in secret, call themselves the Death Eaters, and then later, um, to everyone, call themselves Death Eaters. So while he's at Hogwarts, Voldemort was already planning how he would achieve immortality, and he was creating Horcruxes along the way. After murdering Hepsa Smith for two more Horcrux containers, he disappears for 10 years, and he returns to Hogwarts for one final plea of becoming a teacher and is speculated to have cursed the Defense Against the Dark Arts position after Dumbledore refused him the spot. I do have a question. I have an answer, possibly. So after killing that guy and he creates two horror It's a lady. Whatever. <laughs> the person. <laughs> so you can get two horcruxes from one murder? He got... Well, I don't know if it's necessarily from just her murder. Oh, he, like he, he murdered, murdered a, random a random muggle. And her? Yeah. Uh. Um, but, you know, he just stole both containers from her. So the locket and the cup. Uh. Yeah. Um. The cup. 
So tries to become a teacher. Dumbledore refuses him. And then over the next few years, he continues to gather followers, um, leading into the first Wizarding War, beginning in 1970 and ending in 1981 with the rebounding curse that left Harry Potter a Horcrux and Voldemort next to nothing. That's crazy. It was that long. Well, a lot of wars are really long. You just don't Mm -hmm. necessarily realize it until it ends. Yeah, and you got to realize he probably started really slow. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about it, in the second one, as much as you think it's like so quick, it's not. Like if you start Mm -hmm. in the fourth book, couple of years well, well really, even it well, i think if you first. it begins in the first yeah, i guess coral as a temporary well yeah and he tries to get this stone so they're leading us was was he gonna turn the stone into his seventh horcrux mm. i don't know use it to get a new use it and then maybe turn it into i don't use know how and abuse it i don't know how that would coral. work i don't know how that oh works. i bet you that could have happened oh, but i don't man. know if the stone if it would have I don't know well. yeah well I don't know that's but at the just same the, time, you know it's a special object but at the same, so it was is. the thing still worked the um, resurrection stone still worked and that was turned into a horror crime. you are right oh man did we just have a breakthrough and by we I mean <laughs> me and you <laughs> just kidding I like <laughs> the Ravenclaw and the Gryffindor because <laughs> I was just reading I was just reading about the ring oh I think that's super interesting mm. yeah. yeah that's cool mm. that's a good theory mm. Because you know for a fact he would have gotten his little body back and he'd be like, <laughs> his little, ba- little baby Voldy. <laughs> be like, Quirrell, you dead now, and I'm going to get this into a horror girl. Bye. Girl, bye. <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> so, picking up from the ending of the first Wizarding War, we unfortunately have to discuss the death of Harry's parents. Um, Sad tweet. Pouring out for Lily and James. That would be Uh, That would be two. two (laughs) Do they have any animals? Because they're probably dead too. They They had had a cat. cat. That's it. (laughs) I wasn't sure. I I thought they did have a cat and I didn't want to say it. It's very important. It is. Because we don't know what happens to that kitty. I hope Bathilda took the cat. There's a cool fan theory, but I don't know if we want to get into it. The cool fan theory is that Crookshanks is the Potter's cat, right? Oh, Oh, I've seen that. I love that theory. I know, too. Oh, that makes me so happy. (gasps) So there's a really good timeline (laughs) on the Harry Potter lexicon. Love that. Um, if you guys haven't looked that up yet, you need to go and oh, check out the Harry Potter lexicon. It said, what really happened on the night James and Lily were killed? So, Because there's a lot. Uh, a lot of it is speculation. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's all that we can do at this point. So. so, leading up to the attack, we're going back a little bit to 1978 here, <laughs> where Lily and James finish Hogwarts and then immediately go to work for the Order of the Phoenix. Um, Voldemort tries to recruit them to be Death Eaters, but both were defiant. So while working for the Order of the Phoenix, Lily and James were speculating get married either in the summer or fall of 1978, though it could have even been as late as the summer of 1979. Um, Then we're looking at the fall of 1979, which is when Trelawney makes the prophecy to Albus Dumbledore about a child. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm just about trying to about a child <laughs> to be born in July of that year, partially overheard by a Death Eater, Severus Snape, who reports what he heard to Voldemort. Snape. Snape. <laughs> so Snape. October 1979 is approximately when Lily would become pregnant with Harry. And then she and James both go into hiding because of said prophecy. 
um, Dumbledore automatically. You know, I don't fully, I don't know if you guys know this answer, but why was it ruled out that the prophecy wasn't talking about Neville? It's Voldemort made that he choice. just picked Harry. That's why. Okay. That's the he only difference because it could have been Neville had he picked him. Okay. Yeah. So he Dumbledore really immediately the sends one. them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Immediately sends them into hiding. Um, Did you send the long bottoms into hiding? Mm, I don't think so because Bellatrix is in. Not that we're aware of. (laughs) (laughs) It says, Dumbledore knows that both of them are in danger, meaning Neville and Harry, but hesitates to act until he knows more about what Voldemort might do. Okay. So I don't know if he sends the Longbottoms into hiding. Um, It's never really said that I'm aware of. Did not, whatever happened. So Snape discovers then that Lily and her infant son have been targeted by Voldemort. And because of that, that is why he becomes a spy. Yeah, but he's the reason, right? Well, if he was the one that overheard it and told... Kind of. Yeah. He's the basic origin. He is. Another yeah. tick mark so, on the dislike <clears throat> comment. I think that that is maybe one of the reasons why he... Yeah, feel guilty. Yep. So he realizes it's his fault. He obviously knows that he's madly in love with Lily and wants to do anything he can to protect her. So he then becomes Is he pure blood or half blood? He's half blood. He's the half, half blood, blood I'm prince. I'm just making sure. He's half blood. What's happening but like, right it just, now? It's interesting to me that like, I don't know. I, and I he, guess well, Voldemort he, himself is He's like one with Voldemort. They want to believe uh, that they're uh, the greatest when they're putting down people that are just you're, they, you're like You're not them. even a pure blood. And it's, you're like, only pure blood. Well, well neither, then you need to leave too because yeah. you're not one. Yeah, but neither is Voldemort. Did we just? Is say that? Like, yeah, we just yeah. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So go home and stay there. Even though the Potters are in hiding, they're actually not under the Fidelius charm until only a week before they get attacked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so Dumbledore suggests that they use the Fidelius charm to protect their hiding place. Mm-hmm. And initially, the Secret Keeper was meant to be Sirius. However, for some reason, Sirius persuades the Potters to bluff and use Peter instead. They probably He probably thought Sirius is more the infected. obvious choice. The, well, not so much the obvious choice, but like a stronger choice. Kind of like how Mad-Eye was the one that... Um, Mad-Eye was killed first because he was the toughest or oh, Right, yeah. so they assumed Harry would be with him. Right, and Peter's a swarmy guy, so yeah. they went ahead and... I have a question, him. though. You go ahead. The Fidelius charm, did I say that right? It's supposed to... It is only broken if that person the secret divulges keeper. that secret. So if, right. so, if, so if we all know that Sarah lives here, but Katie, you're the secret keeper. Like I can tell I can, somebody. We can tell whoever we want, but they'll but never be able to find them. Only you can tell someone and have them be able to find it. Right. So why would Sirius have persuaded them to bluff at all if Sirius knows he would not have told? He would have died. Yeah. Why I even? Think, I don't know. I think because... So it's all Sirius's he, fault. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I know. I love Sirius. I think Sirius. he probably has a massive amount of guilt about that. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I just never thought that of that whole, until right now. The whole now. story with him and Remus's story oh, makes me want to cry my little eyes out. I'm guessing that they probably assume that maybe Sirius will be captured and then potentially tortured, maybe, to get the information out of. And but I don't think maybe would they tell. would give him Veritaserum. Like, you have no oh, idea. And, and yeah. You mean, does that work, though? What? 
Yes. Of course it will. Like, yeah. I'm telling with the f- fidel, whatever term. Yeah. Fidelia. As, as long, long as, as he the says words it. come mm. out of Sirius's mouth, it works. That's so, a good point. So maybe so they wouldn't they even think to to capture Peter. Capture Peter. Right. right. But okay, that makes sense. Unfortunately, Peter had become a Death Eater. Now, do we know if, yeah. if Peter Pettigrew Which, is how did that happen? what his um, thing is? Is he a pureblood or a half-blood or, you know, just a brat? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. He's a brat. Ugh. Peter Pettigrew. I didn't so, mean to interrupt all that. I'm no, sorry. No, you're fine. No, so, that was a really good question. So we know that Lily and James are attacked on Halloween night of 1981. Um, and first Voldemort comes into the house and kills James almost immediately. <laughs> yes. This is just on Pottermore. Peter Pettigrew's fact file, house, Gryffindor, skills, animagus, being a rat, in every sense of the word. Yes. <laughs> We've he said died that before. March of 1998. So Killing himself. Then um, Lily immediately runs to Harry's room and Voldemort follows, kills Lily while she's protecting Harry, then tries to kill Harry and the curse immediately rebounds, which causes the lightning shaped scar on his forehead and Voldemort to become nothing but basically his soul. So what was left of it? Right. One sixth. I I guess immediately Dumbledore places a charm on the house to conceal it because he wants to make sure that the muggles in that area don't see it. And he dispatches Hagrid to rescue the infant Harry. Um, Mm. Hmm. So that's sad, but why is it, you know, obviously, obviously we know why Voldemort couldn't kill Harry, but I'm also kind of curious as to how it seemed to be so easy for him to, to just immediately kill James and Lily. I, I don't, you know, I mean, they're, they're part of the order of the Phoenix. They're strong, which, which is in a witch, strong witch and a strong wizard. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's no counter curse to Avada Kedavra, but like, would he really just walk in and immediately well, they, Avada Kedavra? They weren't expecting it. James had left his wand on the couch and was just kind of hanging. And he yeah. literally walked in and killed, killed James right after he said, right after he yelled to Lily. Then I wonder, where's Lily's wand? Because they, they thought that they were well protected by their friend. Right. So that's why they were kind of lax. And even Voldemort thinks as he's walking up to this house, he thinks something to the effect that, you know, how silly James is for not having his wand always at the ready and putting his trust in friends. Um, Because we, as we know, Voldemort has no friends. Bellatrix would like to think that she's his friend, but Voldemort has, he has no number two. He has no friends. He's a little, she's a little more than a friend to him. Isn't she? Nope. With benefits. <laughs> nope. Um, can I go back to Katie's question really quickly? So I'm on Pottermore, um, and I was looking up Peter's and um, Peter's. The, <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> oh Lord. Peter and there's a, a section on being a secret keeper. So I kind of wanted to say this because we were talking about Sirius, and I think that they chose Peter because they didn't think anybody would go after Peter. And I think that um, they didn't choose Sirius because it says on here, in spite of the fact that the secret can only be given up voluntarily, many have been subjected to the imperious curse and cruciatus curses in an effort to make them share their information. So I'm wondering if um, that is just so strong just to make someone say it. Because, I mean, 
Harry fights the Cruciatus Curse. The Imperious And curse. he fights the Imperious Curse. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, like... Harry's one of a kind, though. You're true. I think you guys are right, though. That just... They probably thought, well, Sirius is just the obvious choice for us to pick. You yeah. know, and maybe Sirius was like, I gotta protect Why my friends. Why didn't they just pick Remus? Because they thought he was the spy. He was strong, too. Oh. Because he's a werewolf? Yes. That's why later on... Voldemort probably thought that he could, like... Possibly persuade him. Get Lupin over the dark side. Never. Everyone thought he was the spy. (sighs) Thought who was a spy? Remus. Remus. Who thought he was a spy? They were thinking that... Because the Potters... Immediately Sirius thought that, right? Yeah. James, Lily, Remus, Sirius, Peter... Yeah. They knew there was a spy among them. Ah. It was Peter. But they they all thought it was Remus because he's a werewolf, I guess. I don't know. They probably thought that he would tap ah. into that darkness right. in him or something. And poor little, you know. And Remus, honestly, Peter. is probably the purest of all of them. Let's just yeah. put that yeah. I would 100% agree with that. I'm reading on Pattermore about the That actually makes marauders. me really angry mm. that they thought he was the spy. I didn't make that up, right? I know. Okay, okay, I okay, do okay. remember that now that you say that. And it just is so ridiculous. He, I mean, that he's the last one out of all of them that would. Yeah. I so think do you even yeah. over James. Especially... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, do you think that um, Sirius went to Lupin first before he killed Peter? Or attempted to kill Peter, rather. What did you say? I feel like I, that's talked about, and I feel like he maybe did. I don't know. Because how would he know to go after Peter? Right. If he thought this, it was Lupin? I this feel is like what that this comes says. up with Remus sometimes. This, he, well, this is not... Oh, sorry. He couldn't have, though, because af- after Sirius went to Azkaban, Remus thought oh, that right. Sirius was... He thought he was the spy. Oh, he did give James so a he, if, if if Sirius went to kill Lupin or whatever... He would have known that it wasn't serious. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to read what they say on, this yes, on Pottermore? So this is like on Pottermore, and it says everything we know about the Marauders, and it's kind of a little bit down the page. That they're my heart. Um, it says... <laughs> Mine is Peter. Unfortunately, <laughs> Peter had turned spy for the biggest bully in the playground and saw a golden opportunity to win Voldemort's favor. Thanks to his betrayal, James and Lily were murdered trying to protect their son. And then... A little bit down. It says, an enraged Sirius immediately sought revenge. During their confrontation, Peter cast, not cast, Peter caused an explosion that killed several bystanders before escaping into the sewers in his rat form, leaving behind his severed finger. Sirius, a member of the notorious black family, was found at the scene of the crime manically laughing. He could have hardly looked um, more like a deranged murderer if he tried. Do you think he was laughing because... Like he, I think it all clicked. And yeah, he was just like just blown away. Just by lost it. his mind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how many of his best friends? Just two of his best friends died. He's yeah. never going to see that. Well, I shouldn't say he's never going to see the baby again. He but. was totally hoodwinked. Yeah, you know? yeah, yep. Oh. And then it was. But like, did Peter have this whole like finger thing planned, like to fake his own death? Because well, he obviously had to have known they would have tried to go after him. He is the mm. one that goes and retrieves Voldemort's wand, apparently. I'm reading right oh, now yeah, on the Harry Yeah, Potter let's, lexicon. let's keep rolling with that. So it says here, um, Peter... Let me see. Ugh. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture want to understand certain pop culture things? Well, Rosetta Stone 
is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sorry. You're fine. Um, I just read it. It said Peter Peter went and retrieved the wand from the scene. Ugh. This is speculation, correct? It's on the Harry Potter lexicon, which yeah, is usually pretty accurate. But I don't think she's said this. Yeah. So I, it has to be considered speculation. Yeah. Um, so he goes and gets it and then supposedly hides mm. that wand while... Oh, here it is. Um According to an unsubstantiated report from the 2004 Edinburgh Book Festival, mm. J.K. Rowling told fans that Pettigrew hid the wand while he pretended to be the Weasley's rat. But he was the one that went and retrieved it. So it Do is you, not... I mean, it So is, if she said it... Yeah. 
Do you think he could have kept it on his person? No. No. Like magically? So he hid it somewhere. Where would he have hidden it? This makes me want to cry. <clears throat> I mean, anywhere, right? You could hide anything in the burrow and never find it. <laughs> Maybe it's in the attic with the ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if he would have kept it at the burrow. I think that... I think he probably had it at, like, an off-site spot somewhere. Well, and I don't know, because you really only see this in the movies, um, when he turns back into himself after being a rat, he, like, has his clothes on him, so, like... But then when he turns back into a rat, his clothes fall down. Uh, <laughs> but that's, I like, think a, that's movie. a movie. Thing, yeah. I just didn't yeah. know if, like, is he stark naked when he... You know, in in the books, like when anybody, I think you I'm keep your curious. clothes because you can't just constantly. Well, be that's naked what I'm saying. Like, what you if your wand is in your pocket? Well, McGonagall transforms into her human form in front of Dumbledore and is still clothed. So. Well, and you know she has her wand on her, like, so maybe he just kept it on him all the time and he never transformed back from a rat. I'll go with that. Yeah, I agree. But it, she said he hid it though, so maybe he kept it for a while and then hid it. Yeah. yeah, it's all speculation. Tis. So, um, does Hagrid does Hagrid know? Oh shoot! Hold on. Why we got real off topic? I know, <laughs> not off topic, off topic, but, but like, yeah. Does Hagrid know why Harry was protected? I think is what I'm trying to get at. Do you think that no. Hagrid knows about the protection and has Dumbledore kept this to himself the whole time? I think that Hagrid does not know. I would agree with that. I think if anybody would know, it would be Dumbledore tries to make no one know, especially about the prophecy. That's true. True. Except, except Snape. Snape. But does, well, I, Snape already knows. Does, Snape. does well, my God, I can't talk. Does um, <laughs> Dumbledore know that Snape knows that? Probably. What? I the think props. they. Oh, well, I, I guess that's well, yeah, why. Yeah, he, he had to have known before. I bet you James that, and Lily were killed because um, he pleads with him to yes. protect her. I bet you, it, and this would be me if I was Dumbledore. Like I would have to be like, I need to hear your entire story. Yeah. Like, if you come, if yeah. you're coming to me and you want to turn spy or do whatever, I need to know every single detail. Like he knew that he loved Lily. Yeah. Well, I right. yeah, I think Snape divulged like everything to him because you know he's pleading for his life because Dumbledore could have easily killed him. And Dumbledore must have known that this was going to work. Um, you know how he has that kind of intuition about people anyway, because he's yeah. the all-knowing Dumbledore. So he must have have known that this was going to work as Snape being a double agent. Is Dumbledore good at divination? Possibly. Because that makes me wonder if he could see... Yeah. How that could play out with Snape. That's why he is so trustworthy and knows who to trust. Yeah, because he knows. To. Yeah, he knows to trust Hagrid. Mm-hmm. He's good at reading people. <laughs> <laughs> From a previous episode of What Sarah Said. Thanks, Google. Oh man, <laughs> these are all like awesomely good questions. Yeah, I like it. Another question, kind of going a little bit further into the chapter. How do you think Harry feels when he hears that he's famous? I kind of think it would just be disbelief or anxiety. Yeah, yeah. disbelief for sure because he's yeah. just Harry. Right, he's just he's so just humble. Harry. Yeah, just no. Harry. I mean, not, not when he gets older. He look, I'm the chosen one. Well, <laughs> that's when he's sassy, Harry. <laughs> Do you think that he maybe has a thought in his mind that he's maybe just dreaming this? 100%. Oh, for sure. 
Doesn't even say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Neither. At the beginning, yeah. yeah at the beginning of the next chapter, For when sure. he wakes up, yeah. And then again, after Hagrid explains Lily and James's death, all of a sudden Harry's memory of that night gets stronger. Yep. And not only does he see a flash of green, but he also hears a scream. And this is why I think that, you know, maybe wizards have. A better I think memory. wizards have better memories. Yeah. And this wouldn't be him like full on remembering his parents passing or Lily passing rather because he was in the room with her because he can't see the, the thrush. How do you say it? Thestrals. 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 I want to pronounce the TH more like hard, but, um, and, and that's why I think he only remembers. You have to actually go through the mourning process to see Thestrals, I believe. I think that's the biggest difference. Correct. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, we talked about, I think we talked about this amongst our, we talk about this. We're getting to that soon. Oh, are you not talking about that yet? Well, not yet. Okay. Okay. All right. I believe that's next and episode. Moving oh. on. <laughs> and you didn't hear anything. It's of this that. for our next episode or another episode. So I think it's important to point out um, just how cruel Vernon is in this chapter. Mm-hmm. So Hagrid explains about Voldemort and his parents' death to Harry. And Vernon has this explosion about Harry's parents right to Harry. Um, Just to quote it even, because I think it's important. He says, now you listen here, boy. I accept there's something strange about you. Probably nothing a good beating wouldn't have cured. And as for all this about your parents, well, they were weirdos, no denying it. And the world's better off without them, in my opinion. Asked for all they got, getting mixed up with these wizarding types. Just what I expected. Always knew they'd come to a sticky end. Like, how terrible and disgusting is that? Like, he's just horrible. It would be bad if you were to say that anyway. But you're doing it in front of the 11-year-old who... These are his parents. parents? Yeah. 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 So just look at what this says about Vernon. He thinks, I think it just goes beyond just disassociating himself with things that are less normal. And he just thinks he's that much better, not just than the Potters, but of everybody. Right. And this, this, I mean, I already did not like him, but this like, just like completely solidified that I hate Vernon. Yes. He's such a horrible person. Like, disgusting isn't even a good enough word. No, it's really not. There's no English word that's good enough to describe him. Yeah, Vernon. But but Hagrid, (laughs) quite the opposite. I think maybe he should have been a Hufflepuff because he's super loyal. You know what? He probably, well, you know how they say you can pick. Hat stall. Yeah, I think he hat stalled. Maybe he's like a Griffin Puff. Yeah. (laughs) I think he's a Raspin. Raspin Claw. Rathbunpa? Is that what they said? So, stop talking. Moving on. <laughs> Can you tell I'm tired? But he warns Vernon not to say another word, and he's pointing his pink umbrella at him, and thankfully he shuts up yeah. for a little bit. But then Vernon finds his voice again and demands that Harry won't be going to Hogwarts. Makes the mistake of insulting Dumbledore and Hagrid. Crackpot old fool. Yeah, Hagrid has Magic had tricks. enough. So he's not just loyal to the Potters, but he's probably even more loyal to Dumbledore and that's when he tries to turn Dudley into a pig and I have to point out this quote please says, I meant to turn him into a pig but I suppose he was so much like a pig anyway there wasn't much left to do I think it just speaks so much about Hagrid like he's just a fierce friend you're right I, I he, he should he maybe you know he's a brave guy think about all he comes up against especially yeah. in seven Right. Sitting there yeah. tied up with all the Death Eaters, carrying Harry back. Like, uh, well, who he thinks is a dead Harry. Right. So he's just, and you know, like, so say ha- Harry had, you know, he Harry died, 
but say had he fully died and not come back, I think Hagrid would have, once he got himself loose, he would have just unleashed fury Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really on everyone. Yeah, hundred percent. People's heads off. That's heads also, be rolling. <laughs> that's also, in a way, loyalty though. Having, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, that's having what... him carry Harry out like that is just another is another point of his loyalty almost to Dumbledore. I w- I would kind of mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. you know he's he's not going to back down even though he's carrying Harry who he believes to be dead. Yes. Out to everybody. He is still standing his ground, standing strong. And while that's brave, that's also loyal. So, yeah, I I think he's a perfect example of a Griffin Puff. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can compare houses and, you know, obviously houses have similar traits. But I think Gryffindor and Hufflepuff are exceptionally close in their their traits. Mm -hmm. But I think... I no think they, and, and I Ravenclaw. think that Slytherin and Ravenclaw are pretty close because they can. You're be. ambitious, and Ravenclaws are pretty ambitious as well. I'm just super smart. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but I just think I like just connected that. So, yeah, I think he was. For, I, I mean, I would love to hear about Hagrid being sorted. I hope it yeah. was a hat stall. Yeah. Do you yeah. think the hat looked really tiny on Hagrid? It yes. usually covers all the other first year's eyes, but on him, it's it was probably, probably like this like, tiny little hat. Probably looked like a grown man getting sorted. <laughs> Do you think that anybody has ever been a hat stall and actually chosen Hufflepuff? I'm sure. That was a blow. Well, you can't we'll see my face right now, next, but we'll I'm glaring. We'll talk about this in She's the next episode about Hufflepuffs a little Says bit. Says the Slytherin. Yes. <laughs> you so know, your wife is a Hufflepuff. You should be nice. I just. I would choose Hufflepuff. That's right. Would you really? Huff. If you were I know Gryffindor, yes. Huh. Whoa. Okay. I was defending you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just proud to be one. <laughs> You're proud to be one because you were forced into it. Oh, no, I was not. You guys, sorry. This is getting into a domestic well, we dispute. Can, we can discuss it more in the <laughs> next will. episode we when will. we talk about the houses. A we can. Bit. We can. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at Pottermore. That's okay. So, um, this is the first time that Harry hears anything about Voldemort. So, even though people don't like using his name, and Hagrid is the one, is one of them. Like he he struggles saying it, and um, Harry asks him to spell, and he goes, "Oh no, I can't." Yeah. Um, he says it anyways for Harry. Yeah. And he even says he doesn't believe that Voldemort is dead. Mm-hmm. Cod's wallop is what he says. In my opinion. In his opinion. <laughs> so, like, it's interesting that um, majority of the people in the Wizarding World think that Voldemort's dead. They're like, he's gone. He's been dead for 11, 10 years. Not 11. He's been dead for 10 years. So what makes Hagrid think that he isn't dead? Like, does... Does he know something? Did Dumbledore say something? Or does he just have like a feeling? Is he more intuitive than we give him credit for? I think that a lot of the wizards probably have this feeling that they like he's just so powerful. Yeah. Too good to be true. And then also, if you have to think about it, Hagrid was, you know, really close with them is was what what word are we using here (laughs) is really close with Dumbledore. So I think that, um, you know, maybe if he were to question 
Dumbledore, you know, if Voldemort had really gone and Dumbledore would be give him like that vague, it certainly seems so or appears so Mm -hmm. answer, I think Hagrid would have picked up. He doesn't totally believe it, so I'm not going to totally believe it either. Yeah, yeah. And I said, Harry doesn't even believe he could be a wizard. Like, how horrible has his life been that um, nothing this good could ever happen to him? And Hagrid asks him um, if anything strange has ever happened to him, anything he couldn't explain. And um, so for Harry, maybe that's like the first time he's thinking, well, maybe it's probably one of those things, like, I don't want to get all my hopes up on thinking that all these wonderful things, like I'm, I'm actually a wizard and I can go to the school and I can get away from the Dursleys. He doesn't want to get all his hopes that all that can be true. So he's like, no, it can't be true. Like I'm not a wizard. I'm just Harry, just a normal kid yeah, with a horrible home life. Um, so it's interesting to see how Hagrid's like, no, like I'm sure you did some juvenile magic. Essentially he doesn't say it like that, but right. Um, and then I lost my place. It's all right. Da, da, da. How's he feeling? And so then we see um, <laughs> Hagrid. Hey, Hagrid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hagrid isn't supposed to do magic, even though he does, like giving Dudley a pigtail. Um, and he's like, strictly speaking, I'm not allowed to do magic. But, like, he doesn't get caught doing it. And he's no. in front of muggles, which is interesting that, like, I wonder if they well, just he, let it slide. He had per- special permission to do a to little do magic, bit of magic. To, to do Harry. a little bit of magic, yeah. But does... Giving a kid a pigtail? I don't think they know that he's given a pigtail. I think they know that magic is occurring. But it also makes me wonder because Hagrid's pumpkins are unusually large. And he does use magic on the pumpkins because we see the the umbrella sticking up in the corner. I think they let it slide a little bit. Yeah, but like the thing that kills me is this is so off topic. But he clearly was proven innocent of opening the Chamber of Secrets and killing Moaning Myrtle. Like... Give him his, give him a wand. Jeez. (laughs) Well, so my question is why, why does it matter if he was expelled from Hogwarts? I mean, I get it. I understand ish, but like, what if you never went to school? Like, what if you were closed and you could still do magic? (laughs) Like, why does that matter? If you're 17, you should be allowed to do magic. Well, we also kind of have another example of this in Newt Scamander. Because Newt was expelled. Oh, I thought I was going to make fun of you, but you were speaking correctly. My bad. What? No, because Newt was expelled, yet A, still has his wand fully intact. That's true. That's true. B, has worked for the Ministry of Magic. Truth. And C, has no limitations to the magic that he can or can't do. And wrote a book that is used now as a textbook. Maybe it's because... Hagrid was expelled because someone died. Did someone snap mm. Newt's original wand and maybe no, he got another one? Not that I'm aware of. I do know that we are going to learn more about Newt's expulsion in, I think, maybe even the next movie. Um, JK has confirmed that. But I guess there are some circumstances. And she she obviously hasn't given super in-depth details because we're going to learn more about it. But there are different circumstances with expulsion. Well, but so. I'm I'm wondering though. I mean, he was proven innocent. Yeah, that's but that's my thing. At the time, yeah. he someone died, so maybe that's why he his yeah, wand got was, snapped. Yeah, but he was innocent. And that's what I'm saying. So yeah, I but, that, but, but when it happened, like I feel, no, I get that. I don't know. It's just interesting. no, I get what you're saying, but I just that's like it just annoys me that yeah. 
give him another wand. Yeah. And well, Dumbledore that- has the Elder Wand. Why didn't he just fix it? Harry fixed his. Oh, that's, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. Does Dumbledore know that Hagrid still has his pieces? Oh, oh come on. Because <laughs> he let him use magic. He knows what that umbrella is. He knows. He believes in magic. Do you, Do you believe, believe in magic? <laughs> 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 and so you, you have to think about um, Harry and how in the matter of minutes, his entire life has changed. You know, he... Like, how does he feel about it? He he finds out how, what really happened to his parents and that, you know, there's this crazy wizard that tried to kill him and, you know, he's magical and he there's a school he's going to go to and he's actually a wizard. Like, I can't imagine the thoughts and feelings that are running through his brain. It's probably a jumbled mess, but. Yeah. But so much excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Probably excited. Definitely. Scared. But nervous that like I hope I wake up and this is all true. Is this, re- yeah, is yeah. this really real? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say he thinks he's dreaming. Yep. All right, so this brings us to our lightning bolt round. Without scrolling up in the dock, we're gonna go around. I wanted you to name something in Hagrid's pockets at this point in time. A picture of me. Okay, oh, you're out. Do I have to remember? <laughs> do I have to remember what you stated, or no, is yeah, can I name well, other, things? other Just things? no, 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 no. Just up to this point. Because there's a second round. There's What's in Hagrid's Pockets Part 2. Part 2. In the next episode. Several chipped mugs. Several chipped mugs. Whiskey. Or? Mole. Need. Mole. Moles. (laughs) There are no voles. (laughs) Megan. Sausage. Sausages. Yeah. Sausage. We're just going to keep going because I remember more. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Katie. A poker. A poker. A teacup. Okay. I mean a kettle. A a candlestick maker. Yeah. An owl. <laughs> yes, an owl. A cake. There you go. Do we get the a one? letter for Harry? Oh, I didn't state Obviously that. Obviously writing utensils because he wrote a letter to Dumbledore. So yeah. No, cool. what it what stated in the book. Mm, I think I'm out. We got them all. I know. Oh really? Yeah. Up to this point we got them all. Birthday cake, kettle, a sausages, poker, statue of Joanne. Teapot, several chips mugs, and an amber liquid. And an owl. And a letter. Not we went above the and <laughs> There's and more to come. Anybody have any more uh, lightning bolt round questions? I know that one's kind of uh, kind of like a one word answer it. thing. Hmm. What's any good questions we could ask? Um, Do you guys have any lightning bolt round ooh, questions that I you could submit one. to us? If you could give Dudley a tail besides oh. a pig, what would you do? Monkey. Or any other animal feature. Kangaroo tail. <laughs> it's really long. A tigger tail. <laughs> no, he is not worthy of a cool tail like Tigger. Okay. You're right. Tigger's too cool. A vole tail. <laughs> a monkey oh. tail. Monkey tail would be cool. An elephant tail. Little Ooh. one. Little little swisher. Now would would there be any other animal features you would give him? A trunk. Mm. An entire pig. <laughs> Hooves. <laughs> What is, like, oh, anteater mouth. Don't they have a little mouth? Yeah. I wish you could see Sarah's face right now. She just imitated an anteater. I love it. Is that what they do? Yeah. I love it. They look up ants. They are anteaters. So gross. Uh, I got one. If you were Hagrid, what is another object that you would make into your wand? Ooh. Hmm. That's tough. Hmm. A pen. (laughs) <laughs> I think some, a cane or something like a cane. that. Yeah. Little Lucius Malfoy yeah. action. I would have like a hair clip or something or like a 
nigga be like, pew, 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 pew. You're Hagrid. A pin of Bobby. Yeah, but he, you just stick a little thing in there. No one will ever know. You're right. He has a mangled mess. Oh my god! You know, I was thinking wildly, like he's so big. What if he used like a pool cue? Oh my god! A tree trunk, right? A whole branch, the whole forbidden forest. <laughs> I have a lightning round question. That's really sad. Oh jeez, oh, we were just so happy. All right, go. If you could save Lily or Jane, oh my what? god, Sophie's choice. I'd save Lily. Who would you save? Oh man! Well, Harry's a baby. I'd save Lily. I'd save as Lily. much as Lily. I love the Marauders, all of them, I'd have to save Lily. James was such a jerk. <laughs> it's not. I just think that. Not like, I think teenage. I, I, you, they grow. Men grow up. So do women. So we have to. I think we didn't. We didn't know. After Hogwarts, James. I would love. I to see how they found. I know how. So you, you just got to slow your roll, Megan. I cannot <laughs> believe that Lily would ever fall in love That's with That's because you didn't know after Hogwarts James. I'm sure, especially with the war and everything. Well, yeah, they, they grow up real quick. They started right? dating they in both, seventh year, though. Yeah, but weren't like, they both that... Were, hold on, I cannot talk. Weren't what? they both New. head boy and girl? Yes. yes. Correct. So he cleaned up his act big time. I think so. Opposites attract. She should have dated Remus. Okay. Oh, my God. And he fell in on. love with Tonks. <laughs> Let's be moving on. Yes. Okay. And now it is time for our fan-featured Potter story of the episode. So our story comes from Anna Marie Doyle. She says, I had gotten a Barnes & Noble gift card for my birthday or Christmas the year it came out. I can't remember because both are in December. I remember hearing it was supposed to be a good book, but I had no clue there would ever be any others to come out later. I was absolutely hooked as soon as I started reading it. It was one of those books I would keep telling myself to just go to sleep, but I couldn't put it down even though my eyes hurt and I could barely stay awake. Story of my life. Familiar with that. Yeah. (laughs) Every time a new one came out, I would start the series over and read the previous books again to refresh my memory. The movies are good, but the books will always have a special place in my heart. It will probably always be my favorite book series. Yes. Yes. Completely relate. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for um, submitting your Potter story, Anna. We really appreciate that. Thank yes. you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, make sure that you go and like our Facebook page and post your Potter story along with reviewing us on iTunes um, because it'll help us get on new and noteworthy, and that would be really awesome, and we would really appreciate it. So if you do review us on iTunes, go ahead and comment on that pinned post on our Facebook page, and I will send you a free Swish and Flick button all the way up until September 1st. So um, go and find us also on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Tumblr. 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 You can find us at Swish Flick Cast or Swish and Flick Podcast. Tell us about your thoughts, your disagreements, anything. We want to hear from you. And lastly, make sure that you subscribe to us on Podbean or iTunes. That way, our new episodes will come to you first. That's right. First and foremost, we rock. That's rock. That's rock. Amazing. Today. And so that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.